from the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina. This is the Comedy Zone Podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast and email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Now, your hosts, Will Jacobs and Sammy Joe Francis. Well, hello there. Hi. I'm sorry, I missed last week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm apologizing for me and Will, but Will was in the Bahamas. Will actually, yeah, last week, Will, was he in the Bahamas still last week? He was wrapping up. Yeah, I think yeah, he flew back. because it was like two weeks or yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, I mean, his life is just so difficult. You yeah. Know? Your excuse, not quite as good. Yeah, I just, um, I went out and then I slept. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I completely forget. Like when you messaged me earlier in the week and you're like, hey. We're going to do this time or this day at this time. I'm like, okay, yes, I'm on board. Yeah. And then that day comes around and I've completely forgotten. Yeah. Like I woke up completely like not even thinking I missed anything until yeah. I saw your message. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. Until <laughs> so you saw the 27 yes. text messages I sent. Sorry. I, I, I just sent back a nudie. I hope that was okay. Uh, Usually pacifies you. It'll do. I, okay. I'll need a couple more before the day's over. Right. If that's all right. But well, I'm tan now. So. <laughs> you're almost, You're almost there. Yeah. You're almost at the point where I can kind of start to think about forgiving okay. you. Yeah. All right, that's appreciated. The, the 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 I would very much love for our record time to be at the same time. Yeah, but I know it varies that every week. Helpful, and actually, it is hard. Yeah. that's that's kind of better for me that it varies every week. Is it? Yeah. Um. Not because I can remember <laughs> it, because clearly I can't. Is it? But <laughs> I will leave right now. Like, oh, it's shit. Sorry, Paul. I forgot this one too. Um, no, but because some weeks are more difficult than others as far as yeah. if I'm bartending Thursday, yeah, things like that. Because, you know, my bar life is very crazy. I know. It is important. But you said you went out last I week. did because I was working and it wasn't very busy. So then I got, here's an interesting story. My um, manager was like, hey. I was like, what's up? He's like, you're in trouble. I was like, why? What did I do? And I'm still working at this point. And he goes, why aren't you off working drinking with? And points to this table who's buying a ton of stuff. And I go, um, because I'm working. I'm behind the bar. I was like, if you want to cut me, then I'll go have a yeah. drink with him. Yeah. And then I'm going to leave because it's a group of people. And um, the guy, when I sat next to him, I get a glass of champagne because, of course, that's what yeah. they're drinking. Um, and he is like, I could spend a full two days kissing every freckle on your body. And I was like, and now I'm a lesbian. So I appreciate that. Yeah, that- <laughs> Now, did he? Okay. Well, first of all, explain like I describe this like, gentleman to me. Oh, and it was it was it was like a pre-Halloween thing too. So you're in a costume. Thing. Yeah, but I'm in mini like a Minnie Mouse dress with black leggings. It's not like I'm like ass cheeks are out, no. nipples are out. Like, yeah, no. you're not sending that message, right? But he's like Minnie, mm. and then he kept asking my name, and I was like, just call me Minnie, <laughs> call me Minnie and Freckles. Uh, oh. I was like, okay, this so, is good. Describe this gentleman to me. Old. Be careful. How old? <laughs> no. It's like choose your next words very carefully. Old. <laughs> old. Old. So fifty-two. <laughs> seventy. I don't know if he was seventy, but he was definitely like established bachelor life. Okay. Yeah. And wanted to do drugs with me. I don't do drugs. And I was like, no. Why not? Because I don't do drugs. Why not? Oh, neither do I. Okay. Uh, sure, you don't. So he, he, what did he hope to accomplish by saying these things? I get, I don't know. You know what? I think there's enough women that are out in the club that see a guy who's flaunting money mm. and flaunting a lifestyle that they'll go to him. Yeah, you might be. I'm not one of them. No, but you know, yeah. there are those women. So I think he just assumed that I would be one of the flock of ladies that would yeah. be attracted to that. Just because you were sitting next to him having a drink with him. Yeah. Well, and by sitting next to him, I mean I dragged my girlfriends over there. Oh, so you but you exposed yeah. more young women to. I wasn't going to be by myself. <laughs> no, yeah, I didn't have my rape point. whistle with me. Was he now? Who was he drinking with? Had you not been there? Uh, his guy friend, uh, and um, his server who he paid to get off work. His, but I didn't get paid to get off work. Man friend, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was like, all right, whatever. And then I went to join my friends, and I went yeah. home. In quotation marks. Yes. Elsewhere, so we wouldn't have to be around it. Right. And then and then you missed the podcast the next morning. And then I stayed out to eat pizza until like 3.30. Uh-huh. 
So if your 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 manager says, you know, hey, why don't you clock out and go have drinks with that guy? Um, what, what where does that? I mean, does that is that part of your job? That how does how no. does that? No, work? it's not. Like, he more or less asked, but asked in a joking way. He was yeah. like, "Why aren't you?" You know what I mean? Um, and at that point, like there were so many bartenders on, I was like, "All right, whatever, yeah. that's fine." But if we were busy, that would never happen. Yeah, no, no, no. But we, do you we think that? Still... I mean, if he's spending that kind of money and everything, obviously, it's a. Was he like buddies I didn't with blow your manager? Him, if that's no, what right? you're asking me, I didn't. It wasn't. That is not what I'm asking. Okay, not yet. But if, if like and my friend, <laughs> just kidding. My... Was he buddies with with this guy? I mean, like, did your manager know who this guy was? Or yeah, is he... yeah. So he's he's a regular, or I guess he's a regular who who spends quite a bit of, of yeah. cash. So it's obviously beneficial then if he hangs around and and drinks more. So if you if you sit next to him, he's probably going to stick around and drink a little, drink more and then and then make more more money for the bar. So it seems to me, although there's a weird area there, you know, it seems to me that if if your manager said, "Hey, go sit next to that that guy and drink with him," or even if he said it jokingly, "Hey, why don't you clock out right. and go?" That you should have stayed clocked in. Because it's almost like a like a yeah, but I can't drink while working. True, that's the issue. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, people always offer to buy me a shot, which is very nice, right, and I'm always yeah. like, "Thanks," you know. But I would be absolutely useless. I mean, as seen by my sleeping in. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I, can, I, I really I can don't drink what a that lot. Might be like. Yeah. And I think that's kind of why I've yeah. lasted so long as a bartender because I'm I'm burnt out by the crowds at times. Yeah. But I don't go out. I'm not yeah. a huge drinker, and when I do go out, it's usually with. Um, Daniel or a girlfriend of mine mm-hmm. and it's not like a a rager or a bender yeah. <laughs> You're not a... I'm not like let's get some more yeah. <laughs> but there are the occasional night that I'm like let's do another round of shots and then I'm like Jesus what was I thinking, <laughs> what was I thinking? and then for the next two days here right yeah. the next week I'm like oh. yeah if I now you are you are you are slight of build I am to say the least yes so does it take like how much how much and I'm just Asking I for do, a friend, how, how many shots does it take? To, maybe one. Really? Really? I'm such a lightweight. Depending on what it is, right? Yeah, and it depends on if I've eaten. I'm really bad about keeping a regular eating schedule. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. like one shot and you're you're good? Well, um, I would say one shot and one drink, I'm feeling it. Right. So clearly I'm morbidly obese. <laughs> yeah, you, you know what they said, go. though? They said um, the more fat in a body, I had to take this um, certification class on intoxication if somebody is more um muscular mm-hmm. the alcohol is digested slower that makes sense yeah but if they're more uh obese then because the actual amount to absorb it isn't absorbed by the fat mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with how fat you are hmm. isn't that crazy that is crazy Anyways, I only scored an eighty-three. Maybe I'm lying. <laughs> you may have missed that question. I, I, I. No, I just remember seeing that. Like, really? Because I always thought, oh, well, this yeah. person's five times my size. They can drink a whole lot. I'm, more than me. I'm sitting right here. You're only three times <laughs> no, my no, size. No, probably more than that. But well, if but, we're uh, yeah, no, no, what? no way. Because you're twice my height. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's un- more or less. And you're a little bit bigger than me. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Except in the ass area, I've got you beat there. That's true. That yeah. is fair. Yeah. Um, I try to be fair. I'm at. I'm right at about. Let's call it three thirty right now. Okay. I'm six eight. It I should, know. Yeah, it bears mention. No, I didn't say that for I your say, benefit. Wait, I just said that. <laughs> Oh, so everybody I said that knows. for anybody who may be listening for the first time that oh yeah. my god, he's three hundred thirty pounds. I'm also six eight. Yeah, so, so I it's feel proportionate. Like, yeah, I feel like I'm. I am one hundred and fifteen pounds. I am, but I'm five six. So two is two forty five. I'm almost three of you. Yeah, I said three times. Yeah, I was correct. Yeah. Yes, I love starting my day off this way, <laughs> waking up at the right time and being correct. Um. So yeah. Yeah, it's uh, so I've got bar it's... horror stories for you. Should I save them to the third segment? Why don't we do that? Yeah, let let's. Uh, we got a few minutes left here in this first okay. segment, but well, yeah, let's I don't get into spoil the offer. Yeah, uh, but I do want to remind everybody to go out and fucking vote. Yes. Oh my god, I don't. 
I don't care who you vote for unless it's Donald Trump, but please go out and vote. Yeah, it, it, it's it's probably in our lifetimes, it's probably been never more critical that you get out um, and voice your opinion. Right. I'm encouraged by the fact that early voting seems to be going so well. Yes. Uh, we voted on Tuesday morning. How are your lines? Not bad. We went to the library in uh, South Charlotte on Ray Road. Oh, really? Because uh, yeah. those lines look crazy when I drove by. It's actually not that bad. We okay, were, good. from the, 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 what time? the hardest part was parking. Okay. We, we, we got there at 1025. Okay. We walked out of the building at 11.35. So one hour, 10 minutes. Not bad. Okay. Yeah, everybody um, said it's about an hour. Yeah. It, it's... I'm going today. It, it, the length of that line is really kind of dictated by the size of the parking lot. Didn't think that's where you were going. <laughs> <laughs> because the, uh, the, the parking, parking lot, lot at the tiny. library is only so big. In that one, yeah. Right. And so people, you know, literally as people come out, they leave. Someone else pulls right in. So once you find a parking space... Um, I feel like you're good. Yeah, unless you're driving a 14 person van, the number so of I people bring that right. Okay, with 14 people in it, right? The the length of the line isn't going to change all that much because of the parking lot. So, um, it 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 was from the time that we got in line to the time we left, um, an hour and 10 minutes. Um, very everybody was was well behaved. There is a very strange sense of. It just it's a very it's like it divided a little divided you can definitely tell who the who's supporting who you know there's a very like, definite type like, yeah for both i think candidates there's like you know the the trump supporters and then everyone else um it, it's it's but there's just this weird sort of tension yeah, I mean, it's very very strange. Only uh, there were two people who drove by and yelled something at the line. Uh, well, you can imagine who. What did they yell? They were support. Well, one of them was 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 um, elect Hillary so she can be impeached. That's what one of the guys. Oh, okay. So clearly, <laughs> kind of Gary highbrow- Johnson. <laughs> yeah, so candidate. Okay. Kind of All highbrow right, supporter. Heckling. Yeah, highbrow heckling. And then highbrow the other <laughs> the other guy, not quite so highbrow, just went Trump, Trump, Trump. As he drove by. So I, that was, yeah. So here's the thing. I never thought I could hate you until that just came out of your mouth. And even though you were repeating somebody, <laughs> yeah, they, right, I felt right. a sharp pain in my stomach. I know. I'm sorry about that. Almost like somebody was grabbing me by the pussy. <laughs> by the, <laughs> through the, through the yeah. vagina to my stomach. That's how it felt. Yeah. So please don't ever say those I'm words sorry, again. I won't. He who shall not be named. Yes. So the only two people who saw fit to to holler at the at the people who were standing in line were 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 supporters of Voldemort. By the way, so. you know we um the last time I was on the show with Will, we spoke about that guy. Yeah. Who did that to me? And um, so my mom had posted online like, yeah, just so you know, all you guys who are supporting this, this is what happened to my daughter, and shared that story, which I don't mind because I think it. Yeah, you absolutely it's, should yeah. tell people. Yeah. Um. Because we are promoting that type of attitude and okayness. Yeah. 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 And um, somebody responded and said, well, she allowed it to happen. No fucking way. First of all, no. And secondly, yeah, I wasn't like, hey, here's my vagina. Please rub your hand against it. You're responding to to your mother's. Exactly. <laughs> resp- what what I hope what? your mom responded. I, that's I said, did you fucking because I go, are you fucking kidding me? Did you respond? And she goes, no. And I go, don't just don't respond because yeah. that's just the stupidity that can't even adjust due to logic. Yeah. Well, she allowed it to happen. Yeah, but that's what you thought with the Brock Turner victim, too. Right. I'm concerned about about the 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 amount of the amount of damage that has been done in this election cycle. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that it we're not may a take, political show. No, not <laughs> not in the least. But that it may take a long time for the country to recover from. I this, agree. This. You know how how it's kind of been. Yeah. Um, we're more. I mean, certainly. And, and here's the thing. Like this is what I was thinking this morning because um, Daniel's niece sent out a group message to the whole family, and I'm always mm-hmm. included, and said, "Hey guys, please go out and vote. I don't care who you're voting for, but please go out and vote." And Daniel sent a text and said, "But if you're voting for Trump, don't go." <laughs> and so I responded, um, hashtag I'm with her, and he goes, "I don't get it," and I was like, "Um." That's the saying. Yeah, that's, that's the, the slogan. Yeah. He was like, "Oh, okay, yeah." <laughs> but anyways, um, 
the oh, I forgot where I was going with that. Damn it. Anyways, my point is there's been so much damage from it, but the balance to me is this is what people are comparing. The the quote unquote evil that Hillary's already done mm-hmm. versus the impending doom that he yeah. who shall not be named can cause. Yeah. And that's where it boils down to me. Yeah. 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 It, 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 People are a, judging her on the past, but not judging him on the past. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I it, it, it's, it's not, I mean, I'm not, I'm not wildly passionately in love with, with Hillary Clinton either. But, you know, if you talk about, you know, this is, you know, we've been given this choice between, a, a, you know, shit on a stick and a shit sandwich. So, right. you know, at least with the shit sandwich, there's a little bit of bread involved. Why is it the shit sandwich? <laughs> Why isn't it shit on the stick? Because there's a little bit of nutrition in the in the sandwich. You know, Are you sure a, it's not because it's a stick? It could be, yeah. Okay, sorry, I'm selfie. You, you're taking, taking a, a selfie, selfie in the middle of the podcast. Yeah, which wouldn't have been made obvi- obvious had you not, you know, told everybody. <laughs> well, I thought with the... You dressed up. I'll see you next week, guys. This has been great. (laughs) I dressed up four times. Yeah, I was. I was gonna say you dressed up enough for all of us who didn't dress up. You dressed up. No, you every day on Facebook. Every day on Facebook, there's a new picture of Sammy Joe in a new costume. (laughs) Listen, if you want to be unfriended, I will unfriend you. Just enjoy being my Facebook friend and getting to see all of these things. That is true. So you were you were uh, pork chop, lamb chop. I was not fucking pork chop. Pork chop is the dog from Doug. I wasn't pork chop. Maybe next year. You, we'll talk. You were lamb chop. Yes. Um, and Daniel, who by the way is a saint, for dressing up, with me. went as. He went as Charlie Horse. Yeah. So the old school puppet show, Lamb Chop. Yeah. There was Lamb Chop, Hush Puppy, and Charlie. Sherry, Horse. what's her name? In, yeah. Sherry Lewis. Sherry yeah. Lewis and Lamb Chop. Yeah. And pork chop. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I was Lamb Chop, and he was Charlie Horse, and it was amazing. That was on the first day. And I made that costume, yeah. Yeah, it was actually, you did a, a nice job with the costume, but Daniel deserves a, a Laurel and Hardy handshake, because he, uh, that, 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 uh. Because he looked amazing. He looked just like Charlie Horse. Yeah. Yes, he did. He had the buck teeth and everything, which was. I painted on. Yeah. Uh, so day number two, you were. Day number two, I was Minnie Mouse. Yes, it right. was Minnie Mouse. Okay. Day number three, I was um, a psychotic nurse at an insane asylum. I like that, that one, was, actually. Yeah, because yeah, that, that was scary. Yeah. I had um, a red eyeliner dripping from my eyes, so it looked right. like it was blood. Yeah, and you had like a white top with yep. blood spattered Which also on homemade. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Actual blood, too, I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. Daniel's after he refused to go <laughs> as pork chop. <laughs> So I said, fine, you'll go as Charlie Horse. Um, but no, and then the final day, I was looking all around so I could be a cat with my other friend at Mort's who was, was going to be a cat. And uh, I couldn't find cat ears. I go into Target on October 31st, Monday, the actual Halloween, and Halloween section is cleared out and being filled with Christmas. Uh, Christmas stuff, yeah. yeah. I was like, I just need some freaking cat ears. Yeah. And it's like every parent who forgot that they have offspring, like going so hard in the costume section oh my god where i need a superman costume in a tube i'm like oh god i just need cat ears can i somebody pass me no cat ears to be found not at target not at cvs not at walgreens couldn't find them anywhere hmm. so i had bunny ears of okay. course i did yeah. so i went as bunny okay and that was number four yep so i was a bunny a mouse and a lamb <laughs> and a nurse clearly i like the animal section yeah yeah i don't like to do animals quit looking at me like that is there a, a, a furry thing obsession yeah. yes a little bit yeah okay daniel's actually at home in a teddy bear costume right now <laughs> snuggling with the dogs yes <laughs> all right why don't we take a break okay let's take a break and next up we have paul rodriguez yeah right legendary comedian paul rodriguez very excited to have him is I, that part of his title um, legend. I, it's on okay. his business cards. Yeah. Okay. And I have a little bit of a surprise for Paul too, so that'll be interesting. We talked about this, I think. Last oh yes. Week when, yeah. This is going to be so. Exciting. It'll, it'll be interesting to see his response. Either there will be some sort of restraining order, or he'll be 
Or he'll remember, which will be amazing. Or he'll leave in the middle of talking to us. All right, I'm out. So So we'll be back. And then after that, we will have bar horror stories. Yay. Yay. Sammy Joe. Yes? There's some good shows coming up in November. OMG, tell me about it. And December at the Comedy Zone here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Both months. Both months. Believe it or not, even though holidays, it's festive, you want to have a good time with your friends, is there a better place than the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina to hang out with your friends? Uh, This weekend, uh, Paul Rodriguez, you can hear from him in just a moment, legendary uh, comedian Paul Rodriguez. Friday night, two shows, uh, November 4th and 5th. Friday and Saturday. Saturday Paul two shows as well. Saturday two shows as okay. well. So get your tickets early. These these tickets four are going to be fast. Four shows, people. Four shows with Paul Rodriguez. Next week, Bobby Lee comes back to the Comedy Zone. You know Bobby Lee. Yeah. He always he's very very funny guy. Uh, very severely. Well, I would hope so. Severely <laughs> damaged human being, but a very very funny guy. Uh, he is. Uh, he's he's great. So that will be a whole lot of fun. Al Madrigal, you know him from The Daily Show? Yeah. He'll be in town the, uh, let's call it the 18th, 19th, and 20th. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday uh, that week in November. Also, Tone X back in town in a Sunday show uh, on the 20th as well. Uh, Thanksgiving uh, coming up, of course. Something to be thankful for. The week after Thanksgiving, Saturday night, one night only, Nick Cannon. Is going to be here at the Comedy Zone no in Charlotte, way. North Carolina. Nick Cannon. I don't know. Is, is I wonder he, what he's doing. Is he funny? I don't know. I'm, I mean, he I must be. He, he booked the Comedy Zone. So yeah. Nick Cannon will be here one night only. He does the while and out. That's show. true. Yeah. So I think he's funny. I think he's good, quick on his feet. So the day after Thanksgiving. Uh, I'd hit it. I'm sorry. The, I'm the, just kidding. The Saturday <laughs> after Thanksgiving, uh, Nick Cannon will be here. Is it then, weird if I ask for an autograph from Mariah? No, I don't think. Are they still together? No. No. I mean, they still they have twins together, so he sees her all the time. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> hey, can I get tickets? <laughs> when they drop each other off for, for weekends and stuff right. like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they were out for Halloween together. So all kinds of great shows coming up at the Comedy Zone here in Charlotte. But make sure you get North your Carolina. tickets online or early because nobody wants to wait in line. That's true. You can call the box office if you like, 980-321-4702. That would be the number for the box what office. What about online? CLTComedyZone.com, the website for the calendar and to get your tickets uh, on social media at ComedyZoneCLT on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, just search for ComedyZoneCLT on, on the Facebook. And uh, all the information you could ever possibly need. It's out there. You really don't need us, but we do appreciate you listening. But all the information you would ever need is Oh, out they there. do need us. No, they need us more than they than they, than they think. Yeah. Right. do this on purpose i do was it prince yeah the prince oh yeah <laughs> she's not a, not a fan the purple one that's right the purple that's one that's what i'm gonna start calling him from now on this is my favorite part yeah you can you can let it die out now. all right all right thank you thanks <laughs> appreciate that though all right here with paul rodriguez thank you uh, nice music to be proud of too you know that reminds me of my aunt you know uh, she had varicose veins, uh, uh, so it's purple <laughs> veins, purple veins, purple veins. Yeah. Oh, that's good times. So you got in this morning? I got in uh, uh, last night. I got okay. in last night. Uh, landed and uh, they brought me right on stage. Uh, I wasted their time for uh, forty-five <laughs> minutes, and uh, and then I got up and, and went to do every media that would have me you know yeah so uh, including us hey you know, saving the best for last you're, you're the best the best after this i get to eat and sleep it's that's a, right so really we're like the the last carrot dangling yeah well there's a lot of bites left in that carrot you know <laughs> let's, let's not minimize carrots you know they they uh what is that saying this guy says i drink gin and and carrot juice he says, I, I fall down but i see where i'm going you know <laughs> i got good eyesight uh, so is this your first time in Charlotte? No, no, I've been to Charlotte, you know. In my career, I've been everywhere twice, at least twice. I've been here before. I've been, uh, hopefully I'll be here again, you know. I mean, I am at the point of my life where I'm, uh, 
it's, it's not a farewell tour, but it's oh well, oh well tour. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you never know because, you know, it's, the road used to be uh, exciting for me. I used to enjoy going to new places, meeting a new waitress right. at Denny's. But now, <laughs> now the now it's a uh, wait. Waitresses at Denny are all Denny's are always turning over. Yes, so. they are. They do turn over, but that's another topic altogether. Uh, I I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed the road. I, I always liked the. Uh, I guess I was born for this. My parents are migrant farm workers, and we were always on the road. And uh, and then I grew up to do this. But now at at, at my age, I you start feeling your I, I, my, the fifties were fantastic. But uh, you know, starting the sixties, you start feeling your age, and you start. Uh, you know, wanting to do things like uh, garden and, uh, <laughs> and uh, want to see how your tomatoes are growing and, you know, things that I never thought in my youth that would interest me. All of a sudden, I, I like uh, doing those things, sitting around the house and playing with my dogs or seeing, seeing how my horses are doing, you know. Where is your home at? Clearly well, not New York City. No, no, no. I, I live in Los Angeles, but uh, my family, they, we farm. We farm citrus up in the Fresno, oh, okay. uh, Fresno Valley area and you know that's uh, home is where your mama lives, and then she passed on. But but we're still at the farm there, and that's where we get together and and uh, celebrate our our good fortune on on this. On so this whole earth. family is West Coast. Yeah, all of them. All of them are, are here. All my brothers, they they're just farmers. You know, we we raise citrus, uh, lemons, uh, oranges, some olives, and <laughs> that's it. I, although I know nothing about farming. Right? They, Did they, they give you any crap for that? Well, no, they give me a they give me a lot of well, yeah, you know, I'm I'm, I'm the baby. I don't know, I don't know much. All I know is that uh, with my jokes, I bought the farms, so, <laughs> so they can't they can't give me too much uh, grief. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's I I love my brothers and sisters. They they're uh, they're so far removed from show business. They have no idea what it is. They that's got to be refreshing. Yeah, it is. It is. My son is is a skateboarder, and they you know he's he's a he's a star of the family now, and they they always live vicariously through him, although. My sister Ada, she she had no idea what X Games were. She thought it oh, had something God. to do with porn. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's you know we're we're very tight. We're close uh, knit family. They they married and yet they they still uh, live within less than a mile of, of each other. They they've always they've yeah. always wanted to, to to raise their families like that. You know. Where does your son live at? My son lives in uh, Northridge. I think, oh. I think Northridge. Some rich. He keeps moving because I keep rich. asking him for money. But he's, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think he just, he moved again. And uh, he, uh, he lives right, right outside of Los Angeles. And I think it's uh, uh, Calabasas. Yeah, Calabasas. Oh, okay. One, yeah. Of, these, one of these uh, new. Uh, What's the Kardashian? Yeah, gated community. You know? Yeah. Yeah, he's. You know, I even I have to show ID to show up at his. I knew he'd wind up in a gated community. I didn't know it was it would be a prestigious one. I, right. I he, more like San Quentin, but, uh, but he's uh, he's done well. He's he's, he's yeah. surpassed all my expectations. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, he's a good kid. Speaking of um, expectations, what were yours headed into the showbiz life? I guess it was accidental. You know, it wasn't my dream. It wasn't something I, I you know, I, I grew up in uh, Los Angeles, but uh, could, it could have been far more removed from, from uh, show business. I mean, I grew up in Compton. I, I figured my, mm, I saw myself. Isn't as that being a gated a, community? Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, we gated ourselves. I thought it'd be, I, I thought I grew up to be like a personal injury attorney. That's where the money was. You know, <laughs> I'd be uh, the bilingual guy out there, you know, hola, <laughs> you hurt yourself. Come see me. You know, I could, I could help you. Uh, that's what I wanted to do. I was going to be a, probably a tort or a personal attorney uh, injury. If I figured if I didn't uh, pass the bar, I'd uh, I don't know I'd, I'd be a esquire or or somebody something to do with immigration. I'll find some way to live off the system. But uh, <laughs> but you know comedy kind of just dropped into my lap. I, I went to how I got in this. I had a friend of mine named Jesse Aragon who who was a, a, an actor and he uh, went to an audition for a, for a movie uh, DC Cab. And while I was there, he said, "Well, why don't you audition?" And I used to make fun of him all the time because he was a flashy dresser. He used to wear lime green socks with oh, the yeah, just purple. He didn't coordinate nothing, so I used to I used to make fun of him like uh, he was some kind of Lothario. I go, <laughs> yes, let me tell you something. The ladies they love the colors, it gets attention. And uh, and he said, won't you go in there and do this that that, that 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 routine that you do about me? Just do it like that. And yeah, I went in there. I read, and Joel Schumacher liked it. And next thing you know, I, I went to Washington D.C. We shot D.C. Cab. It had a great cast. It had Mr. T was at the height of his fame. You had Gary Busey. You had Bill Maher in there. You had yeah. uh, Marsha Warfield, who had won the comedy uh, competition in San Francisco. A lot, a lot of great talented. 
I blended in. I finished the movie. I went back to school. I forgot all about it. The movie came out about three or four months later, and it was hard to go to school, you know, because I was in class, and people kept coming up to me, you know, I saw this movie last night. Are you the guy that's in that movie? And I'd go, well, yeah. And they said, ah, no, you're not. And when I said no, they said, yeah, you sound like him. <laughs> so it was hard to, it was hard to continue Couldn't going. Couldn't be honest. You know, because I had no plans on doing that. And, and then right after that, uh, 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 a gentleman who later became my agent, um, Barry Josephson, uh, came to see me. They said, look, there's this movie with Kevin Bacon called Quicksilver. It's a great part. You know who Kevin Bacon is? I go, yeah. He said, Footloose, the big movie right now. So I went in there and I read with Kevin, and, and he was such a, he still is. I run into him once in a while. He's just a generous, genuine guy. He, I, I, you know, no acting classes, no nothing. They had to reshoot a couple of things. I don't know what I was doing. Right. But, but he was patient, and the movie was a hit. So after that, it was, you know, after that, a big agent came, signed me up, and, it, you know, I, I always kept saying, this is going to end. I'm going to go back to a, to, to school, but you know. It's what been, did you? What were you going to school for? Well, I was going to take English. I was gonna, I was a minor in history. I was gonna. I figured if I didn't get to law school, I'd be a, I'd be a high school teacher somewhere where they don't have guns, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, teach. I, I, you know, I've always got in Calabasas. The Calabasas. Calabasas. High school. Why not? You know, a man could dream, but more than likely, I'd probably wind up in San Bernardino, or some <laughs> some some for, some forgotten county in Los Angeles somewhere out there, and. You know, raise my kids and just live an ordinary life. But it's been everything but that, you know. So before DC Cab, were you doing stand up at all? Or, no, or? no, no stand up, no nothing. I mean, you just, you just showed up at the audition. I just showed and they up. And went, hey, come on in or whatever. And yeah. You, and well, my friend Jesse, he uh, he was he was a terrible stand up comic. You know, I would go <laughs> see him and I would say, no man, you here say this, and I would write jokes for him, and and then he would say, well, you go up there and do it, you know. And uh, after DC Cab, uh, I went to. Uh, the comedy store and, and you know I had a little fame behind me so I could put a few people butts in seats you know which is really all that, that requires and and then I, I was at the comedy store at it's very heyday you know at one time yeah. I uh, you know I, I used to babysit Polly Shore who was the, oh the son gosh. of yeah son of uh, Mitzi who owned the place and yeah. you know and I, I lived in a house above that the people that she saw promised but at one time you know it was uh, Jim Carrey it was a uh, uh, Sam Kennison, Dice Clay, all the, uh, wow. of that class, uh, Howie Mandel, mm-hmm. all of them were my contemporaries, and you know each one started to pop like yeah. popcorn. And then, uh, then I got a TV series uh, with the Norman Lear. It didn't go far, but uh, it just, you know, it just just when my the little fame I had was diminishing, something else would come up, and and the years have uh, gone by, and I've not uh, hit superstardom, but I've not totally disappeared. I've, I've done my fair share of movies and. You know, Fair no share. I, there was a couple of different like <laughs> scrolls I had to do to go yeah. through all of your movies. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm the forty second. I think I just finished. Oh my wow. god! Some big roles, some small roles, but but you know, to me, it's always been a job. You know, I've, there's no danger of me ever getting a an Oscar nod or anything like that. But you know, I, I've worked with some of the best. Everyone from Russell Crowe to Clint Eastwood. To, That's crazy. That's awesome. Though. Yeah, it is. Because you know, the thing is, it, it wasn't my passion. It wasn't something I pursued. It's something more or less that fell into my lap and. I feel for a lot of actors who've gone to, you know, Joseph Papp and they've taken all these acting classes and they go to Los Angeles and, you know, they spend most of their life being a waiter or a waitress, you know, when they really do deserve this. But there's nothing fair about it, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, what was I going to do? Turn down these parts? Uh, They're listening to the show right know? now screaming. Yeah, their, this guy. <laughs> I actually, you know, I actually had a, had a, um, uh, a critic. I did a movie with Clint Eastwood uh, called Blood Work. Mm-hmm. And he was, you know, Jeff Daniels and yeah. uh, and uh, Angelica Houston, just mm-hmm. terrific cast. And he just uh, tore me a new one, you know. He just, this guy is a waste of space, and what is he doing in this class? They, they, that, that part should have gone to so-and-so. And I never read uh, my reviews because I'm never as bad as they say I am or as good as they say, some say I am. Mm-hmm. But uh, I went to see this guy, and I go, no, no, what kind of review is this? And what, what, right. am I, what are you suggesting? Why did do? this one... Stand out to you? Well, because it didn't make no sense. He was saying that I was taking uh, uh, the space of the part for for another a good actor, like Vinicio del Toro or these other guys. Right. Who I, I admit they're my betters, you know. But but what my point was not that he was criticizing me. My point was, what was his point? What was I supposed to do? Clint Eastwood comes up to you says, "Here's I want a, you to be in this. Here's an outrageous amount of money. Right. Uh, yeah. Come here. I'll give you a dressing room." 
what was I to do? Turn it down? Say yeah. no? Wouldn't that yeah. be? Oh, go to a, go more, to somebody better than yeah, me. Yeah. yeah, for me to say, look, I can't take this part. Of, give it to Leguizamo. There's a man that's prepared. <laughs> no, 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 nor would he. I, I right. said, right. Yeah, you in my place, you would have actually Nobody said. Nobody would have done that. Uh, I'm not going to take this money. I could buy a house and I could do all kinds of things with it because someone else is better. I'm sure there's a better critic than you out there. You're, you're, right. still, you're taking his money. Right. That's the only thing that bugged so me. So did he say anything back? <laughs> No, no, no. He was dumbfounded. He, he was surprised. He was kind of, because I, I I caught him in the parking lot, you know. Did you ask him, did he ask you for an autograph? No, no. He <laughs> that just, would have been the kicker. I think he said, don't hurt me. I think that remember. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was angry. I was angry. Yeah. Not not because, and, and I look at the movie now and I go, well, well, all right. So I didn't get an Oscar, but, but I wasn't bad. Yeah. I, I played a played a detective who uh, disagrees with him, with uh, Clint. And, yeah. Hey, Clint's an Academy Award winning director. He, he, if he wanted to fire me, he could have fired me. He didn't. The movie came out. It did well. Right. What am I going to say? You know, and that led to another one. I've, I've been very fortunate. I'm the first one to admit. Yeah, I worked uh, with Michael Mann and, and Ali with Will Smith. I yeah. Worked, uh, I've, you know, Russell Crowe. Uh, I've, I've some really, really good actors. And, and hey, I've been faking my way in that circle. Then it's working. It's working. So, you know, I mean, uh, in a couple more years when I retire, I'm going to say, hey, you know. So I, if, if these movie opportunities yeah. kept falling into your lap, why stand up? Because it's what I do. Yeah. I, you know, uh, it was an epiphany uh, moment when I, when I got on stage and I realized that all these things that I they think about have validity or, or make uh, people laugh. You know, maybe that's why uh, many comedians fall into drug addiction because I think they're chasing that dragon. They're chasing the feeling that you get when you... When you think of something in your mind and, and you deliver it and it, it evokes laughter, mm -hmm. there's really there's really nothing like it. You know, there's no there's no comparison. You know, no no amount of cocaine or crack or, uh, can can give you that euphoria that you have when when you go, wow, it works. Because because you know you write your material in in the, in the privacy of your own head, really, mm -hmm. and uh, you really don't know if something's funny unless you. It's the only art form that I think depends on other people, you know, right. uh, for them to give you instant uh, uh, feedback. Because you know, when you write, you're you're in your garage or in your you're in uh, in your room, uh, and you you think you suspect it's funny, but you really don't know until you try it out that night. And yeah. sometimes the things you think are funny aren't, you know. And now with uh, the internet, uh, you have to constantly beat yourself up and work uh, to, to to try to come up to try to stand out from the pack, you know, because. Uh, before, in, in the days uh, before the internet and all that, you could take your act to another city. They, they hadn't heard it, and you could travel around the country for six months until you, you came up with something else. Now, by the time you get home, they, they know the joke. You know? Right. So, so you have to, it, it either has forced you to, to think more off the cuff uh, or, or, uh, or has forced a lot of people to just, uh, you know, uh, be bland because a joke, don't have, it doesn't, a joke doesn't have the shelf life. Mm -hmm. you know, once you hear the punchline, uh, it's really funny because you hear a joke, the funniest joke in the world, the first time you hear it, it'll make you laugh. If you hear it again, it won't make you laugh the same. And if you hear it the third time, you'll wonder why it was funny. It loses its, it's like plutonium, it loses its, uh, its yeah. power, you know. So you constantly have to come up with, a, with another. Do you think that your comedy style is more... Um, rehearsed and written in your head or is it more off the cuff like you were saying is more what it has to be now well I, I think uh, I once asked Richard Pryor I was his uh, ballet guy his uh, Mitzi Shore assigned me to him I think uh, he always went on stage with whatever was troubling him he had certain formulas and I tried to do that and not, not to the genius of his but you know whatever's bothering me at the time whether it be a relationship and trying to make sense of this situation or whether or whether the guilt of, of not being a, a good father or or the, the the relationships that could have been you know there's a lot of comedy and things that you have no answer for you know the things that you understand aren't that funny because they make like the things you don't understand are the things that that, that, that trouble you looking for in the search for an answer mm -hmm. it, funny happens you yeah know? It, when you're when you're trying to figure out why why I, I, I look at, why I wear the clothes I wear, for example. You know, when my father died, I always used to talk to him. I go, why, why are you saving these clothes? They're not coming back. His whole thing is, they're coming back. Everything's coming back. I'm not going to throw nothing. Who knows this coming back? Nothing ever came back. And, and I, we used to ridicule. But when he passed away, me and my brothers opened his closet. We looked at it. And all of a sudden, they, they look good to me. Yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, his clothing, his checkerboard pants. is what it, You know, hey, I could see myself in this. It's, it's uh 
it's insidious. The, the, the slowly but surely you, you, you morph into your, your dad and his likes and his dislikes. And although I haven't become the, the angry, crotchety old guy, <laughs> I, I'm working my way there. <laughs> How long is this? Because you said, you know, the 50s were great, 60s, yeah. you start to feel your body, and you want to spend more time at home. Yeah. How long is this tour that you're doing? How, well, how many weekends are you away? I'm less and less now. I, from here, I go to Oxnard, and then I have a, a couple. I don't even look at my schedule because it'll tire me. But uh, <laughs> I don't see myself doing this for far uh, too, too much longer. I, I want to have this television series that I have to work so that I can ma- mainly stay at home. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't work, I always wanted to travel. Oh, that's you. Is that you or me? That is you. Yeah. That's my agent. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you the TV yeah, show is going to work. You know, um, my... Um, my goal eventually is to travel. I remember watching It's a Wonderful Life with George, uh, the character uh, played by and he, he always had a valise, and he wanted to travel, and he ran out of time, you know. While I'm able and, and body able, I don't want to run out of time, you know. I am. Right. I will go out quietly and, uh, and put a backpack uh, and, and just travel. All, I want to see all of Latin America. I was in the Air Force. I've traveled the world, but I never saw it. Because you land there and you take off. I went to Australia to do Crocodile Dundee, but there was no time. I want to go to Australia. I want to go to Tibet. I want to go to these places with no time restriction yeah. to be there as long as I have to be there to see as much as I want to see. And go when you want to go. And yeah, and maybe, maybe write some stories like a la Kerouac, you know, mm-hmm. uh, write some stories. But my main goal is I've always had this this, uh, this urge, this feeling inside that I there's someone I have to meet in in, in Bangalore, it's me. You know, oh, like, yeah. all right. There's someone I have to yeah. see, you know, <laughs> and uh, and I enjoy I enjoy traveling, but not uh, like when I'm traveling here. This is for a job. I want to go yeah. where I can and roam and explore. yeah, you know, just me and my American Express, and I'm totally rough it. I'm too old for that. You know? <laughs> Find a nice uh, place and uh, and and then uh, just uh, see what see what life has to offer. I think it would be a shame to spend an entire life living in your own uh, microscopic world, right? Not being aware that. Uh, that there's a bullfight in Pamplona you got to go see, or there's a there's a, a maiden who steps on grapes in Argentina that uh, you were destined to meet. And I don't know, I, I have wacky thoughts like that, but uh, I want to go to Chile. I want to go to Punta del Fuego. I, I want to, you know, I've seen Machu Picchu. I, I went there. See, when I say cities like that, it doesn't sound as cool. Yeah, it does not have the same. Yeah. yeah no. Like a much better you one. Just, I just need you to say. You got to see Machu Picchu. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's a fascinating, you know, you see them on on. on uh, and on television, you see these rocks that are that are uh, put together so uh, perfectly that you can't put a, a razor blade in there. I want to touch them. I want to make sure that this is true. You ever had the feeling that, when I was a kid, I used to have the feeling that maybe there's no Europe. Maybe it's a big con game on me. Maybe they, <laughs> maybe they just say there's a Europe, but there's no Europe. Well, well, there really isn't a Europe until you go there. Yeah, yeah until you, you know, experience I, it. I want to climb the Tower of Pisa, I wanna, yeah. which I have done, by the way. <laughs> when I was in the Air Force, I went to, uh, to Florence and... But at the time, they would let you climb it, you know, and you go up all the circle. Uh, I went into the Colosseum. They don't let you do that no more. I, I've uh, uh, scaled the, uh, the, uh, uh, the ruins of Toulon. And uh, I, I, I guess I'm just, uh, I want to see more of it before yeah. life mm-hmm. runs out, you know. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Yeah. How old were you when you got DC Cat? I was 28. Uh, okay. the, the, uh, I had gotten out of the Air Force, and I had been in school for two years. When I was going to Long Beach State. When, uh, when that happened. That's uh, Spielberg's alma mater, mm-hmm. although USC has a better film school. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, was, uh, I was 20, 29, and I had my kid at 30. And then I have a, another question. The guy who told you, hey, you should audition, did he get a part in the movie? <laughs> no. He, oh, man. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't get a part. But, you know, Jesse was always a, a friend of mine since I could remember. Even when I was in the Air Force, he was pursuing yeah. show business. He died tragically in a motorcycle accident. Mm. Uh, I, I put his kid through school. It was it was a, a pact that we both made that if we oh that's did, awesome. He's a he, Jesse was a wonderful wonderful young man, my best friend in the world, and uh, and he was well uh, well liked. You know his um, David Boyd just passed away, but he was David Boyd was his sponsor in, in AA. Wow! Oh you wow! Know? Yeah, he, he had a when he passed away, uh, everybody went to his. Uh, his funeral. He had a way about him. He, he was a, uh, he was such a friendly guy, but he was an awful comedian. He was <laughs> terrible. But he had he had some of the biggest. Fr- I mean, he was in the movie uh, Hollywood Shuffle. Every once in a while, I yeah. see Hollywood Shuffle. He was the Latino there who played the part of the pimps from outer space. Yeah, man. Right, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesse Aragon. He was a. Uh, 
he was uh, just a, my best friend. I miss him, and I, I trade places with him in a second. He, the world deserved to, to know more Jesse Aragons. Yeah. Well, on that note. <laughs> well, I think what, it, we're, it, we're very positive over here. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're. I think you're underselling your place in stand up, in in that you know when you mention those those um, the you know the men and women that you came up with at the comedy store and stuff yeah. like that. You fit into that group. I mean, your you know I, your place in stand up is 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 well. Comedy Central uh, had the uh, one hundred. Uh, Best stand-ups of all time. I'm yeah. glad to have made that list. Yeah. I don't agree in the number. I think, I, th- I think that there are some uh, ahead of me or behind. But, but comedy is a, is, is a, is a, I've always looked at my stand-up as a, as a restaurant. You know, sometimes you feel like you want some good deli, you go see Jerry Seinfeld. Right. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. you, you yeah. want to see some good, uh, some, you know, go see Paul Lee if you want uh, sushi or a, or a nation <laughs> yeah. dish. You know, yeah. I, I've always tried to, try to serve a good taco, you know, and, uh, <laughs> and all of a sudden I became Rodney. Oh, serve a good taco. Come on by. I got salsa. Yeah. But uh, now, uh, when I first came up, there were very few uh, Latino Hispanic stand-ups. But now there's, there's a lot of them and um, I, I've spawned. Yeah, but do you feel absolutely. like a trailblazer in that regard? Well, I... Uh, I mean, you're very humble, so I don't I expect here. you to say... Well, <laughs> you know, I... You are. I mean, I remember yes. George Downplay. Lopez used to open for me, and, yeah. and that doesn't diminish his his his, uh, his talent. But all of them, everyone from Carlos to Fluffy, and I had the same uh, college teacher. I I, uh, I remember went to do the commencement uh, for the for Long Beach, and and she, uh, Mrs. Cano, Anita Cano, let's give her credit. She came up to me. She goes, "There's this young man in my class. Oh, he's so funny, Paul. He's hilarious. You got to take him with you <laughs> to the comedy store." And it was uh, Gabriel Iglesias, who's wow, top yeah. dog right wow. now, and yeah. uh, he himself is uh, giving me a lot of uh, a lot of uh, credit, and which I oh, oh too much credit. I mean, I look at it this way: if it hadn't been me, it'd have been somebody, because there's no way that you can have uh, you know 12, 13, 14, 15 million that we know of Latinos yeah. in this country, that we know. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, and not have any any comedians among them, you know. Right. So uh, I'll take whatever. I'll, I was first. But I wasn't the last. Yeah. And in reality, I really wasn't first because my hero was Freddie Prince. That's what I was going to say. Freddie Prince was, right, yeah. uh, I never met him. He passed on. I heard about his death when I was a a, uh, um, a radio man in the Air Force in, in Iceland. And I mourned him, which is someone I someone I never met. I've never cried for so much. But uh, I met his son, and, and his son is a terrific kid. I think Freddie should have hung on. He'd have been so proud of his kid. Yeah. And uh, whatever was troubling him would have, would have passed on and we'd have been great friends i'd have been more than glad to be his writer and his right hand man but yeah but uh in his absence uh i picked up whatever torch he left and yeah. and life goes on you yeah. know then we're happy about it yeah. <laughs> thank Thanks. you so much for coming on our show my pleasure you know we I'm saved sorry, the best for last more, right dang it Brian. i know i'm sorry i have this whole list lay, of things lay it on me i got nowhere to go <laughs> this is going to sound strange i've been to your house in and, LA. Oh yeah. yeah, I remember that. I didn't want him to tell you. This. It's a little awkward. Were well, there any hookers around? <laughs> no, there were no hookers. About, Brian was the hooker. <laughs> I'm shocked you don't remember. Uh, I, I about I think 12 years ago I was DP on a little independent a documentary about Shields and Yarnell. Yeah, and uh, we came to your house to talk to you about Robert, yeah. and yeah. and and we, yeah. I, I think we woke you up. Yes. I think, as I recall, you came down. You, That's why he wasn't happy. I ran were, into him at, in uh, in uh, in Taos, New Mexico. Yeah, yeah. He does all those like arts he, and craft shows. And I, stuff, I think I might have art. shown yeah. you some of the the. The, yeah, uh, the, the the art that I bought from him, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he he's a super interesting guy. And it, he it, is, but um, it, it it's just it's interesting that you know twelve years ago our it's paths crossed right. and now they kind of cross again. And it's twelve just, years, it's, we got we got to uh, stop uh, waiting that long. Uh, you know, in this business, <laughs> in this business, I have been more or less like the uh, uh, I don't know the Forrest Gump of of, of my people. I have. I met uh, Tyson when uh, he was 15 years old up in Albany. I was opening for Shanana. Uh, and then I, uh, Brad Pitt had a small speaking role in a TV series that I had called Trial and Error. And uh, you, you saw greatness. And yeah. then I, I have more or less a, Paula Abdul was, a, was dating my manager. She was a, 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 a dancer cheerleader. And, and, we, and she gave me a copy of her, of her album, uh, you know, everyone, uh, a lot of them passed on, but Robin Williams was a great, mm-hmm. great guy, great help. I went with him to, to the Middle East and entertain the troops. Uh, Gary Shandlin was a terrific guy. We had the same manager for a long time. Uh, 
you know, what can I tell you? Uh, just so many. When Richard, you Richard Jenny was the uh, first time uh, yeah. I hosted the Young Comedian Special. Yes. He was on it. I I knew right. he was a terrific guy. Uh, you know, uh, named them, and I have somehow have contact with them. You know, very so, very pleasurable. So looking back, you can tell they've gone into greatness and and done these great things. Yeah. When you met them, did you see that spark? The stand-ups, yeah. You know, I mean, look at uh, Jim Carrey. First time he hit the comedy store, it was it was an atomic bomb. We never seen anything like that. This guy came in. He was getting standing ovations. He was doing on Golden Pond. Okay. I wish he would. I wish he wasn't that rich. He would still be doing stand-up. Yeah. You know, he was just a magnificent performer. Mm-hmm. All of us would look at him and go, "Wow, man!" We thought we were good, you know. But I think we all have something to deliver. We all have something to give, you know. In our own way, we all have a, a contribution. And and as long as as long as there's comedy, as long as there's stand-up, which is an American art form. That now is spreading all over the world. You know, I, I've uh, performed in Mexico City. I perform in Latin America. And they have their own stand-ups. Of course, they have political limitations. You're not allowed to criticize the government. But right. but comedy is a powerful tool that has spread. You know, they say that jazz is the only uh, true uh, American art form. I would say that uh, stand-up comedy is really taking off. Mm-hmm. It gives an opportunity. It gives a voice to 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 those who who have something to say in a, in a comedic way. It's very very powerful. I, I don't think I'll live to see the day, but uh, I think it, it will come. The day will come when it will be. Uh, it'll take its. It'll take its place mm-hmm. as respected as it should be, right. because it has done a lot. You know, you know, right now at the Laugh Factory, we have uh, we have put together the world's uh, the funniest man in the world uh, competition, which in reality there is no such thing, right? But you see Arabs and Jewish comics, and mm-hmm. and you see uh, you know a lot of uh, people that normally they would be enemies, but but in, in the in the in the context of comedy, they, they explain each other. You know, we're trying to do the finals of this competition at the United Nations. Our, our wow. goal is to say, you bombed each other, you poisoned each other, you've, you've cursed <laughs> at each other, you've screamed at each other. Have you tried making each other laugh? You know, yeah. that, that's an option. And, I love that. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah. uh, I'd, I'd love to one day do stand-up from the United Nations, the same place where Nikita Khrushchev had a shoe thrown at right. him, you know, yeah. or right. took his shoe out, you know. Yeah. Uh, why not? Why not? You know, th- if this is a world forum, uh, the human uh, race should experience laughter, you know. Whoever, yeah. whoever can come up with a joke that that transcends language, which is basically a pie in the face, will be funny. <laughs> Cha- Chaplin said it will be funny long after all of us are dust. Wow. So, yeah. you know, but we should we should strive for that. You know, I think comedy is a uniting thing. You know, not all comedy is is, is acerbic. Not all comedy is is a negative. Uh, you know, some of it is observ- Some of it, many of, there are many forms of comedy. Sure, but but uh, it, it's still laughter is something. You know, when you're laughing, you're not thinking of killing someone. Right, and, and yeah. that's a start. You know, it's a big start considering all the, yeah. the famine and all the dreadful things that go on in this world. Uh, to kill somebody with laughter would be a would be a good thing to do. That's how I want to go out. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Nice to see you again. <laughs> yeah, definitely nice to see you again as well after all this time. And come see him this weekend, two shows tonight, two shows tomorrow. And it's not preachy. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I, I hugged up the, the time here, but... Uh, no, that's what we wanted you for. But I, I, I do have... I will make you laugh. Absolutely. Make you laugh. I guarantee So let him kill you with laughter. Come on out tonight. (laughs) We'll be right back. Sammy Jim. Yes. You were just asking me a second ago how we can contact Paul Rodriguez via social media. I was. You were. I wanted to fangirl him. <laughs> you did. Uh, important uh, distinction, Paul Rodriguez's son is a world-class extreme athlete, so make sure that you're getting the correct I mean, you can follow Paul him, Rodriguez. too. Yeah, I'm sure. if you like. Yeah. Papa Paul would like that. <laughs> That's what I'm start calling him. Papa Paul. Papa Paul. On Twitter, you can find Paul at the Paul Rod. T H E P A U L R O D. The Paul Rod on Twitter. Follow all his dates and details at paulrodriguez.com. As for the group, Sammy Joe. You can find me at Sammy on Air. That's S A M M I. Spell it right, folks. Spell it right. You can find Will this week in Florida, but on social media, <laughs> you can find him at I am Will Jacobs. Yep, that's right. And also, uh, uh, Comedian Will Jacobs, I believe, on Facebook Yeah. as well. Keep up with his dates and details. Hopefully, he'll be back. I'm starting to think he was just a figment in my own imagination. He but, was. Yeah. Okay. He's going to come back very, like, um, like the red stripe guy like, with <laughs> the Jamaican accent, and, like, it's going to be bad. Yeah. 
As for the show, follow the show on uh, the CZ podcast on Twitter. What about and, you? Uh, oh, I'm at NCBalto72. Whatever. Yeah. If you want. If you want. Uh, also, of course, the show available iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and uh, SoundCloud. Search for us, find us, rate us, leave a review. As always, it's the best way to help the show continue to grow. Tell two friends about us. We'd appreciate it. And uh, I think that's it, right? Is that all the social? I think so. Yeah, I think so. All right, we're done. Okay, bye. Come on, Sammy. You love it. You know it. No, I still hate it. You love it. You love it. It's so loud. It's like, it's great if you're out of the club. It's loud when you have a headache. Well, that's probably true. Yeah. Weird how that works out. Uh, if you could just play like howling dogs and sirens, that would be great for my I, headache I, as well. I can do that. I know you can. Don't, don't you don't do it. Push my button. Don't you I, I will do, do it. it. I will turn this thing around. So Paul is great. He's awesome. He is awesome. Super super sweet guy. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little weird that you caressed his butt when he left, but well, it's you know. He's not that sweet. We have a history. Right. Yeah. Anywho, um, so yeah, he was awesome. I'm. I would love to go to that show this weekend, but as you may well know, I'm headed to Vegas. Vegas. You could go tonight. I could go tonight, but tonight is actually, so this is the two-part event that is happening for my best friend's 30th. People who could not go to Vegas or could not um, save up for that trip over the whatever um, three months that it's been in planning are invited to Charlotte to do a Charlotte very nice dinner, surprise in her hotel room, and then a night out at a club. And then at dinner, we're going to tell her, hey, tomorrow you're headed to Vegas. That's awesome. Yes. That's cool. But that's why I oh, can't but go she tonight. doesn't listen to the podcast, does she? No. Okay. Well, she should. She should, but she she's not big on podcasts. <sighs> this girl is like me on like scheduling steroids. Because she stays so freaking busy all the okay, time, gotcha. just like I do. Well, used to. I don't anymore. <laughs> but uh, back in the day, yeah, when I had five jobs, she's very busy. So um, she could listen, but I don't think she does. And we've talked about Vegas multiple times on this show. That's true. So yeah. I, you know, if the cat was out of the bag, it w- would have yeah, already been. Out. That's fair. Yeah. So we were going to tell bar horror stories. And. Um, Bar horror stories. Bar horror stories. (laughs) All right. So bar horror stories. Last Tuesday, I was working and um, we're about to close up. It's been a pretty busy night. um, So I'm pretty tired. And we have a couple of homeless people walk in, which homeless people in the epicenter has become more and more of an issue because we're right next to the transit center. And so you get homeless people that stay in that area or they know there's a lot of people in for a convention. So they wander on the epicenter. Are they supposed to? No. Do we have security? Yes. Do they do anything? No. Well, and that's what's interesting to me because because for news on the few occasions when we've we've you know showed up with a camera to do a right. story or whatever. Yeah, you're not allowed. They security are on you. you yeah, like you take two you steps onto that property. Right. Yeah. Right. That's and they're stupid. they're on you. So you know you bring a news camera in there, and they're on you two steps onto. So the you're property, saying I should strap a news camera to every homeless person. We're on to something. Actually, that's not a bad idea. It'd be kind of expensive. They'd yeah. probably pawn it. That's probably true. For crack. Yeah. Well, or whatever some of drug. Because they're not all necessarily crackheads. Drug, yeah. A lot of them. A lot of them. <laughs> yeah. A fair percentage. But, you know, a fair percentage of homeless people. Well, a fair percentage of television cameras can now be purchased at the pawn shop. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, anyways, Tuesday, I have a couple of homeless people coming together, which normally they're solo acts. But they come in, the guy just keeps saying, bathroom, bathroom, bathroom. And so I'm, I look at Danny, who is my general manager, and he's like, uh-uh, no, y'all got to go. Because he's seen them before and knows they're homeless. Yeah. He goes, I'm not with this guy. And the other guy's like fucked up out of his mind and just can't even talk. He's just twitching. And um, so he's like, both of you got to go. So Danny is like moving them out the door and the guy keeps lifting his shirt, trying to do something. And I'm like, what the fuck? Is he trying to pee on Danny? And so Danny ends up shoving him out the door because mm. we can't get them to leave on their own. And now he's yeah. trying to pee on Danny or something. So he shoves him out the door, locks the door. And then I see him rubbing something on the door. And I'm like, is he peeing on our <laughs> fucking door? 
I'm like, this is my sign that I need to retire. Yeah, yeah this is that I'm out. Um, so anyways, he comes back inside. Or Danny comes back to get the walkie-talkie to call security and be like, get your people. They're wiping pee on our door. And I ask him what happened. He goes, oh, he had a colostomy bag. Mm. For those of you who are not, don't Google colostomy bag. Let me do. Let me save you the trouble. It is a shit bag, yeah. basically, um, because you have messed up your insides or whatever. The the organs that are there that are supposed to process it no longer do, I guess. Yeah, it would be the inte- you've had some sort of intestinal bypass and your right. waste now goes into a plastic bag that's fastened to your side. Right. Yeah. So he was lifting a shirt to try and squeeze this mm. bag onto Danny. Mm. Gross. Mm. So when Danny shoves him out the door, he then takes his poop with mm. his hands mm. and wipes it on her door like a monkey. Mm. So here's the thing. Because my mom was like, "Well, she should have just let him use the bathroom." Well, that's a slippery slope. Yeah, you can't you can't because let one because then, then yeah. every homeless person is going to try and come in and use the bathroom. And I understand using the bathroom is like a human thing, and you get it. There are public restrooms mm-hmm. at the transit center, mm-hmm. so there are public restrooms nearby. And had he gone into our bathroom, God yeah, knows yeah, what that no, would have looked like. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's a it's a it's a it's. It's a difficult situation when it was a shit show. When <laughs> when All when, when peeing on the door is the preferable alternative to what he actually right? did. That's 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 not that's not right? a good situation. Yeah. So what do you do? Like how do you, what do you clean? How do you clean? Who who gets the job? Not Does I. The said new the guy get the not I. Yeah, like how do you? No, my my bar back and my manager went out there, and I was like, I would be throwing like it would make me throw up. Yeah, no, that's not. And I don't have like. A weak stomach, yeah. but yeah, it would have been bad. And There's, my other manager, who does have a weak stomach, at the thought of it, gags. Yeah. There are some jobs where where it's safe to assume you're going to be dealing with a little bit of poop. You know, maybe you... Barbacking is not one of them. <laughs> no, barbacking should not be no. one of those Oh, jobs Jack and you... Coke and feces? Sure. <laughs> That's not, not, not the a combo. job where you would assume. No, it's like in the um, SATs when you'll be like... Um, Apples to oranges is Jack and Coke to feces. <laughs> it's not the same. It is not. So that's pretty terrifying. Yeah, that's no good. No. That's no good. Sure not. So that was my horror story. <laughs> that makes me want to retire from bartending. No, I don't blame you. Yeah, that was rough. Shitty. <laughs> <laughs> Could just go on and on and on. <sighs> Um, I, I don't, it, it's, it's even, I don't, there's no way to, I, to top I, that. No, well, not, I wouldn't even try to top it, but, right. but there's Good just, there's no, hey, no, but there's no, there's no, you can't like, I mean, the justification for that. Oh, and Assuming after that, Danny no was like, all right, involved. we're closed. Yeah. I was like, okay, <laughs> I understand. We've had the, I get yeah. it. We've now had to clean human feces off of our door. I'm okay with this. I assume that they use the same, <laughs> the same rag they clean the tables with, and then. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, is that lipstick on your glass? Let me just get that with this rag. <laughs> yeah, we keep it very sanitary. <laughs> just wipe everything down with the same rag. Right. Yeah. Right. You only have the one. Um, you know, Will was almost beaten by Bob. In fantasy football. Oh, okay. For the record. I thought you were talking about physical violence. No, I don't think he's ever met Bob. But Plus, Will, he's been in the Bahamas. Is Will still undefeated? No. Will no. has lost one game, I believe. But I don't know who it was. Oh, it was to me. Oh, you beat Will. That's correct. There you go. Well, that's something. There you go. We'll teach him for leaving us behind for a month. Yes. Bastard. Anyways, so, yeah. That's- yeah. So, uh, Thanksgiving holidays coming up. So, what we will do, the way this will will work for Thanksgiving, the podcast, we'll have a new show next week with Bobby Lee. Yes. We'll, we'll have a new show the week after, I believe, with I was going to say, with we're, what, three weeks? We are exactly, I, I can tell you exactly, we are 19 days away. Today's oh, my God. Are you counting? We're 20 days away. I have the parade oh. on Thanksgiving morning. I'm uh, producing the broadcast of the, of the parade again this year. So That's going to be a good time. I can tell It is a good I, I love doing it. Do you? Yeah, I, um, I, I I do. I I, I loved love, riding in it. Yeah, I mean, when you I was know, somebody, I love. You remember working first night with me? I I love first stuff like night. That. I loved. Yeah. that was the most fun I'd had. Yeah, I I I. I and I still have it saved on my TV. So on my I. DVR. So do I. 
Not on my DVR. I have it actually on my thumb drive on my keychain. So it's always with me. I know. Do right? you really? Because I would love my segments. I will grab them for you. Oh my God, you're yeah. amazing. Okay. Um. Anyway, I suppose we could have talked about that off off. Whatever. Off air. But, um, People will now tune in for First Night and Thanksgiving Parade. <laughs> um, well, we're not doing First Night anymore. But uh, the, the Thanksgiving Parade on uh, WBTV here in Charlotte at 4 o'clock in the afternoon on uh, Thanksgiving Day. Uh, delayed, basically tape delayed from the parade actually in the morning. So you should come out to the parade in the morning and then watch it again at four in the afternoon. Right, it's crowded. It's a great event. But, yeah, Tons of families. There'll be a hundred thousand people uptown. Um, it'll be great. And I love. I just I love doing huge events like that. I get to be in charge for a change and and uh, you know boss people. And that's around. always such a fun event. Yeah. You yeah. know, you get a lot of events that are when you're in the news business that are sad or or not the greatest yeah. things to work on. Yeah. Um. But then when you tune into that and Kristen Hampton is mm-hmm. sidelining basically yep. for the parade and interviewing right. people as they go through, it's just such a fun event. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So anyway. And I love Kristen Hampton. Yeah. She's the best. Yes. So the, 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 um, uh, we'll have a new show next week. We'll have a new show the week after that, I believe with Al Madrigal. So Thanksgiving week we're off. Th- uh, Thanksgiving week we'll do a best of. We'll still put up a show at noon on Friday, but uh, it'll be a best of compilation. Great. Of uh, stuff Paul that you've heard be before. That. Paul Paul may very well be on that, although it's kind of recent to be best of. We'll save him for the Christmas week. For the next best of? <laughs> yeah, okay. for the Christmas week best of. All right. Uh, Will may be back next week, maybe not. I don't know if he still exists. Will's on the run. Yeah. From the law. I, I think he must be. Yeah. Must be. And by the law, I mean me. Duh. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. So hopefully we'll have everybody back. So you have fun this weekend. Be safe. Be careful. I'll do my best. What yeah. happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> Except for herpes. Except that shit comes herpes. off. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. Uh, All right. Say goodnight. Uh, Goodnight. The Comedy Zone Podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the Abbott Exchange Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone Podcast are Brian Heffern and Brian Bumpashevitz. Talent Wrangler is Mike Hall. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever. 